Hey, hey, stay. How's it going? Uh, them's going pretty well. Uh, just came back from a little trip and now taking it easy and settling into work. How about you? Uh, pretty good. I was I was sick for like a week, week and a half, so I was kind of low energy for a bit there. But I feel like I'm I'm starting to recuperate back to full strength again. I I never realized like how like just out of it and how how little I want to do anything. <laughs> I'm just like a little bit under the weather. Yeah. It, yeah. it makes me appreciate being being well that much more. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, tell me about it. I mean, same and uh, uh I was in the mountains with my wife and my my kid. It was like our first vacation. Aww. And uh, yeah, it was really nice. I mean, we were in the Alps, which are like very, very spectacular. Uh, we've been to Geneva and then to Chamonix in France because, you know, you can go by train from London. So we did that. But uh, on the flip side, there were so many people coughing. And in the last day, both me and John and my son got the fever. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Oh, man. So I feel you on the getting better front because, yeah, I'm just getting better as well. Uh, and, yeah, don't want that. It was, like, very fast, though, but I don't know what was so intense. I mean, I don't remember having, like, this intensive of fever, but, you know. Yeah, and having being sick while traveling is one of the worst worst things just yeah not being able to ever really relax <laughs> yeah yeah it was pretty intense but yeah, it's good to be home <laughs> that's good yeah we uh were not going anywhere in march and then in april we go to south korea for two weeks so i'm i'm excited about that trip <laughs> yeah that's gonna that be the like one we originally huge. planned for uh march of 2020 and of course had to cancel that so it's nice to finally be going on that that trip yeah the backlog of many many trips that have been canceled the past couple of years i yeah. have a couple of those myself yeah so so how was uh shamanique in geneva uh it was really nice we didn't it was one of those years i don't know why maybe it's el nino maybe it's something else but there wasn't any snow in the alps except you know on the higher altitudes so Chamonix is uh, at 1,000 meters, and you could see snow at around, I think, 1,500 or 2,000, but it was really hot. I mean, we didn't go there to ski because, you know, the, the baby uh, <laughs> is not, like, uh, ski ready yet. Uh, well, I could try, but yeah. Uh... Yeah, it was really nice and sunny, and Geneva is really nice. It's uh, like you can see the towering mountains, and it's really like nice, settled city. I thought it would be boring, for uh, honestly, but it was like really nice. Uh, the scenery was nice, and having that view, I wouldn't mind like living in a city <laughs> like that. So yeah. <laughs> Nice. Pretty pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it like uh Mont Blanc, like the, the pen that's like the mountain that you see from the city? Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, you actually <laughs> see the the whole the whole massive the whole uh, all, all the like big peaks. I haven't seen that like ever. Yeah, I had mountains back from growing up, but they were like half the size of these ones. These ones you can see, you know, those really like straight uh, edge cliffs. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen that ever. So, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty striking. Pretty amazed. Nice. And yeah, yeah so sounds like a fun trip. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I ate a schnitzel the size. I, I'm not kidding. I'm going to post a picture on Discord. It was like this huge. It was like five normal schnitzels. Uh, like, <laughs> And it was like beef breaded schnitzel, and I ate all of that. I was pretty hungry, <laughs> but yeah, that was a blanket of a schnitzel. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's what I look forward to most whenever I travel is just like eating all the things from local restaurants. Because normally, like here, we 
we only eat out like once a week like every other meal we make ourselves um yeah. so like normally when we eat out it's it's a special occasion although we normally get enough to have leftovers a couple of days after um mm-hmm. but yeah but when you're when we're traveling like we might get a little a couple groceries for like breakfast and snacks but we'll we'll eat out quite a bit when we we travel <laughs> yeah How about i love you? that about I, I, I'm the same and so yeah, I love that about traveling. I mean, food is a big part of the the whole thing and uh, both me and my wife like to seek out the, the places, usually where there's specialty coffee and nowadays there's lots of places where there's like good coffee and uh, yeah, places to eat. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that <laughs> food tourism. Mm, yeah. Pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> yeah i should i should probably schedule like a food tour in in uh, south korea that, that's one of my favorite things that we've done on a couple trips it's like you know being taken around by a local to visit a bunch of spots especially in like a really big city when you have so many options it's it's a uh, harder to to pick them out than a than a smaller town <laughs> yeah and it's definitely the, the place to do that i mean one of the places but definitely you know <laughs> Lots of good stuff to eat there. I know it's from K-drama. Lots of... (laughs) uh, The food element is very present in everything. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, other than that, um, what have you been up to on the the hardcover front lately? Since Uh, recovering from the trip? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's been good. I mean, on and off, I've been like looking at stuff because right now we're planning uh, a a few things. Uh, we have the hardcover survey, and that's like you did very uh, interesting results from my perspective. Uh, we're at the place where you know we're figuring out what to build, so I'm trying to look into uh, how to normalize parts of the site which are a bit off in my like to my designer eye. Uh, but also trying to reimagine some things. I think like after two and a half years of building hardcover, I kind of get this feeling that, you know, it's just the moment where we started learning like what's there to learn about this this niche. So uh, it feels <laughs> like we could like be building things from this point on with that knowledge, which no one has before. I mean... Uh, but uh, I think this is the point after two and a half years where everything starts clicking and, uh, you know, uh, there's reasons start popping up about why and how you're doing a certain thing, uh, UI-wise, I mean, like how to design it, how to lay it out, what's, how are people going to use it. Yeah, so been doing most of that. And bugs. Yeah, I I've been very much focused on I think the the milestone I called it um bugs and time vampires. It's just like things that um like just eat into our time and stop us from being able to do like all this new cool stuff that we are learning about from the survey and that we also just want to do. So yeah, I think like last two days I've closed like 12 bugs out of our 70 so it's like it's working its way down <laughs> and some nice. of those 70s are new features too so they're not all bugs but, okay uh, that's good that's good getting there getting there yeah maybe in a couple of weeks we'll actually like uh manage to wipe them all out uh it's uh it's piling on you know and it's important to do this like spring cleaning i guess which is yeah. cool because you know spring is literally like right around the corner, so <laughs> it's a it's a good time to to do this. Else, uh, we've got all these new features, but building them might lead to other bugs as well. So yeah. uh, we don't want that. Yeah. Plus, I always feel like uh, I have this guilt when I imagine someone spending five seconds more than they should on our website, just waiting like those five seconds wasting those five seconds of their lives where i'm oh crap <laughs> this is because we didn't like place the button where it should be or <laughs> something's like yeah yeah 
And one of those things that as we've like had more and more people join is uh, uh, so like when someone joins and maybe they become a librarian or they become a supporter, um, when they join Discord, there's never been a great way to like sync that status with Discord. Uh, so I, I, I looked into how to do that a while back and I was going to do it like as a separate app or like try to get like a whole flow for how it works. Um, but I kind of finally figured out a good way to do it with our current setup. So it'll, um, it'll just go to hardcover.app. You'll like, you basically it's right now. It only works if you're, it's only going to work if you're already logged into hardcover and then you go to discord and you click a button. Um, ideally it would like take you to a login page and you would log in and do all that. But then after that on the discord side, it'll automatically give you a supporter role and a librarian role, and then it'll add you to those channels. So that'll prevent us from having to manually like it'll prevent people when they join from having to ask for one and two from us having to um, go in and, and add those roles manually. So I, you know, I always prefer anything self-service. I, even like at Costco, I use the self-service checkout line. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to be able to have people like actually do that on their own. Yeah, that's going to be pretty nice, uh, especially because we've been doing it manually up to this point. So, yeah, a welcome change. Welcome <laughs> change, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big and... fan of automations myself. And it's the age of automation, you know, so we should be doing as many things as possible, uh, you know, just streamlined. Yeah, and for the way that Discord... Um like uh metadata works is like when you OAuth over to a site um that site can like give back a whole bunch of metadata about you and the types of metadata that are supported are uh number less than number greater than number equal number not equal date time less than date time greater than and then booleans so it's like it's basically numbers dates and booleans so like we could have like a uh, like the booleans for like is a librarian is a supporter um, maybe like join date for like you know hardcover members that have been around for a month or something like that in a channel just for them um, we could have books read um, we could even have like genres read so we could have like fantasy ten books. And then anyone who's read 10 fantasy books could join that channel. So there's there's like a bunch of things that we could do just based on data syncing and creating channels on Discord if we wanted to. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I mean, it compensates the fact that, I mean, Discord is great for, for community and for people talking amongst themselves. And until we have discussions, which are kind of like a separate thing, it's not like we're expecting like social talk. I'd rather have like the social talk and the community and mm. the random things on Discord and the talk about books and themes on hardcover. That would, I think, take the load off uh, the, the social part of the site, which, I mean, I'm not sure it should be there in the first place. So Yeah, I'd agree with yeah, that. Yeah, this integration is like, I think more than uh, useful in, in, yeah. in the future for like the community part and the management that we have to do in the in the background. Yeah, um, I'm excited about it. Like, I feel like there's still so much we can do with Discord, but I have a feeling uh, it has it has never been like a main priority. But this will at least like I think this will give us more time to figure out what our next big thing we want to do with it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I was surprised to see we've got, I mean, I think almost 10% uh, around like uh, we have around 600 members on, on Discord. So it's a pretty uh, big community that we've, uh, <laughs> we've gathered here. Uh, so yeah, if we can do something uh, with uh, together with the people on here, it's uh, it's very good. Uh, yeah. And 
how about the results from the state of hardcover survey? Should we look over those? Yeah, I I don't want to share my screen for the like the actual like tally survey because it uh -huh. has all the e emails in it. But I do have I did write kind of a blog post that's kind of a, a analysis of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, we can look over that. Uh, it's got some uh, some pretty interesting uh, takeaways. Which... Yeah. So yeah, I guess as like a, a high level thing, like the survey was sent out to, I want to say around six thousand people on our email list, um, and of those, eighty eight people replied, um, nineteen supporters, sixty nine free. Um, readers, according to their own uh, uh, answer to that question on the chart on the survey, and yeah, this like my my hope with this survey was really to see like what are the major pain points with hardcover, and kind of what are people's dreams for what it could become, like if they if they could have it go have us go in any direction in the future, what would that direction look like? And not exactly specific features, but more like, um, you know, is it going more towards social? Is it going more towards discovery? Is it more towards stats and analysis? So kind of just getting a pulse from the community on those two things were kind of my my biggest hopes from it. Um, did you have anything that you like were most curious about from this going in? Well, pretty much the same. Of course, also features because we had... Uh place where you could uh, rank features that you wanted. And there I was like a bit uh, surprised uh, about the results. Uh, but high level, I think that persona uh, who uses hardcover and makes the most out of hardcover and how each persona, how each reader in their way makes use of hardcover uh, I think, yeah, that's what uh, what I was after. So, yeah, pretty much the, the same thing as uh, as you mentioned. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah, we uh, kind of going down some of these questions. 53% um, people, or about 60% of people use hardcover um, a few times a week to daily. So that's like 40% use it less than once a week, um, which yeah, that, that kind of fits with what I imagine. Like I kind of think of mm -hmm. hardcover as being used when people start reading a book or finish reading a book. And if you're reading a book, you might not come back for a week. Yeah, exactly. I was surprised that it's kind of like a, a pretty good sample size. I don't know. It's uh, a, a survey that I think is pretty well reflected in if we had 1 million users i'd say it wouldn't like be much different yeah um and then let's see most people are reading physical books and ebooks as their most read formats with 15% yeah. with audiobooks which i was kind of surprised about i thought i thought we would have more mm -hmm. audiobook readers to be honest Mm -hmm. Same, yeah. Ebooks is kind of like an outlier, and yeah, yeah. kind of interesting to like talk about some ideas in this in this space. Yeah, this like this makes me much more curious about ebook related integrations, like you know, syncing progress from Kindle, syncing notes from Kindle or other devices. Like if if our top format that people read is ebooks then how can we like support readers doing that uh, even more than we currently do yeah exactly um, and even kindle look at look at this it's like uh, yeah 45 percent well 39 responses yeah mentioned that they're using a kindle so it's physical books and that and yeah. the others as well i mean most of the others, well, audiobooks on on phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most people read 
like uh, next time I'm gonna have to split these up better because uh like almost everyone replied that they read between one and ten hours a week, which I had as two different categories of one to five and six to ten, but one in five and six to ten were almost the same, <laughs> so I kind of think of that as like one hour a day, give or take, and some days like you're busy, so you don't get that one hour, and some people are able to do that every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good reading. I mean, give or take. Us the distribution, yeah. 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 And uh, one one thing kind of with the existing uh, thing, with not looking into new features, but like was this idea of like what problems do you run into as a reader in your like day-to-day reading life (laughs) and uh the top two um so we gave people like a list of maybe eight or ten options and they could say like um i never run into this problem i sometimes do occasionally often or or often and of those only two of them had people that uh, were, were problems that people actually ran into the other ones people didn't feel like what were an overall problem to them as a as an aggregate group people still ranked them some some people but as an aggregate only two of them stood out and those were finding good personalized recommendations and deciding on which next book to read yeah <laughs> so along the lines of tracking this was i mean yeah, uh, I guess predictable in a way because tracking is the main thing people are are doing. Um, but the recommendations, yeah, that's mm, pretty. It all boils down to you know deciding what book to re- read next, and uh, since that's uh, as we thought really. Uh, important decision because you're going to spend some time reading a book. It's a big investment. Uh, I think it lines with uh, that uh, that assumption that people are going to use hardcover to do that. So if we save them time, if they find a book that's uh, really good and they spend like, as little time as possible finding it, yeah, I think that's our sweet spot. So it's still tracking after like uh, all this time, it comes back to to tracking and yeah. to finding that that book. Yeah, it's funny because like both of these are really about like finding the next books to read. <laughs> yeah, in a way, yeah. they're both like yeah. It's 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 almost like yeah. It's like they're just at different moments. Like personalized recommendations could be for my next book, or it could be for my book a month from now, or six mm-hmm. months from now. And next book is like the next one. So yeah, it's 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 a lot of forward thought rather than like analysis of what they've already read or um, yeah that kind of thing. Although d- remembering takeaways from what you've read was the third one, which which I'm I'm excited that that one was that high at least. Yeah, exactly. We know it's a problem, <laughs> and yeah. we're kind of working on a thing right now which is the reading journal, which if it was lower, it would have like messed up mm-hmm. our plans. So yeah. it's good if, that is not. Yeah, if that one was last, I would have uh, had had some concerns with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then let's see, we, we asked about which is, which are, which what's most important to you in deciding what, book to read next and this was kind of me thinking that this one about deciding which book to read next might be high up so i wanted to like get some info on that mm-hmm. and the top ones were yeah friends suggestions reviews and ratings and just what they have access to <laughs> yeah what's this access i mean is it like when you have a book in your library or is it like stuff i can find at my local library uh yeah I'm I think wondering. Yeah, I wonder that too. Because I, I mean, yeah, like access to me would be like uh, what you have, what you own, what your friends own, what 
your library has, what your local bookstores have, what mm-hmm. what you can get like downloaded from services that you actively use. True. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's for people who borrow books as well, uh, accessing the way that what's available to borrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that that one was pretty high. Um, cool. So yeah, what should we work on next? Do you want to lead the conversation on this this section? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a really interesting one. So we gave people uh, some options for uh, some features that we're planning to see uh, what uh, in the survey they consider most important to them. So based on those answers to tell us what's uh, next on our list, because we got a bunch of things. We got discussions, uh, we have uh, the reading journal. We also had the dashboard. And this is because uh, some people on this call have mentioned uh, a dashboard a couple of times. And when people mention things a couple of times, it's usually a signal to us uh, that uh, ding, 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 this is like something that might be like really uh, the sample size of people who take the effort to go on Discord and tell us, I want this. Uh, it's a pretty powerful signal because uh, it signals that some other people who didn't go through that process uh, might also want it. So uh, yeah, long story short, we built a a design, an initial design for this dashboard, uh, not knowing what the results of the uh, hardcover survey would be. And well, believe it or not, the dashboard came in like the first feature people wanted for for some reason. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That was was such a surprise to me. Like I... I uh, like as we've been talking on on Discord about this, you know, we've been right now kind of the the feed is like the home thing. Um, And, you know, after using hardcovers feed for the last year, because I think we launched it about a year ago, I've I've definitely seen like there there are parts of it that are useful, but parts of it where it's kind of like, you know, I might scroll for a little bit and then I'll I'll be I'll be done. And I don't feel like sometimes I've found a new book from it. Sometimes I might have just like, um, you know, liked some other people's activities and said, oh, that's cool. Maybe every once in a while I'll save a book as want to read that someone else is reading. Mm-hmm. But the like the the net impact of it, I feel like it's determined by the quality of my relationships with the people that are reading and how much I'm able to interact with those people, which right now is really just that like. <laughs> so... Yeah. The idea of doing something else as kind of a, a jumping off point to hardcover, like a dashboard, I'm I'm starting to better understand how that could fit in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, weird, I guess, from some points of view feature. Uh, you know, you ask me, you know, what problem does does it solve? And the best answer I could come up with is better, like access to parts of the site you want access to and I guess control over uh, that feeling of control over your data. And I mean, uh, also uh, like lately in thinking that you know, it just might be nice. You, you kind of like have this want for dashboards in our heads, I guess. Maybe it's from sci-fi movies or something that, you know, it's like cool to see uh some data related to an activity you love doing uh, just there. And what's cool about that is that we can also include glimpses of uh, the feed, glimpses of uh, certain stats or what you're reading. So it's like a very easy access uh, part to the whole website where we'll see what we will do because we're at the point of deciding what should go on that dashboard. And uh, by the way, we've got a survey. So if you want to 
fill in that survey. It's going out uh, in the email Adam is sending and it's in the blog post. Uh, or you just uh, can just tell us on Discord. Uh, but uh, if uh, you want something on the dashboard, please let us know. We have some ideas, but uh, it would be useful. We'll probably like shuffle it. We have, we'll have a first version and depending on what uh, you're going to say, we'll, we'll change it to whatever's like most useful and uh, we'll see if and how customizable we'll make it. At first, probably it's going to be like a set thing, but then maybe it will become something that you can customize. Um, so yeah, the dashboard, mm, a pretty, uh, pretty surprising one. And then what, what was the next one? Better book recommendations, which aligns with yeah. the problem from the previous one. I, I don't think that's too much yeah. of a surprise. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's, and, I, and that, that one feels like it's not just like you know, here's a, a recommendation engine that said that spits out, here's your number one recommendation. It's, yeah. I think of it as like genre specific, similar to a book. Uh, maybe like, you know, you've, 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 you've read a book and you really liked it. You're like, oh, I want more books like this. Mm-hmm. So it's like recommendations come in lots of different flavors. It could be what's popular. It could be what's, um, what people in your, um, local area find interesting or have rated highly so it's there's a lot of different dimensions for that so i'm 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 curious to like check that one out more mm-hmm. yeah definitely that's uh, like it has touch points across the the website and across the the whole experience and across like many moments when you're deciding what what to read uh, so definitely we'll have to look into that. And then on number three, it's be notified of upcoming book releases, which is another uh, interesting one because yeah. it has a lot to do with our favorite thing, which is book data <laughs> uh, and getting accurate book data. But uh, I'm kind of excited about this one because many people are checking out uh, new releases. So there's always like that hunt for for sources. And I'd love for us to be like at least one source. Uh, I recently asked someone who has a book blog and uh, uh, has access to Waterstones and uh, generally the books that are coming out and uh, they were saying that amazon still has like the best recommendations engine for books that they wanna uh read although it was something related to kindle i i'll have to look into mm-hmm. that so yeah this one might be like a pretty big one for especially for people who are like really into like the book industry not just yeah. people who are looking for i don't know a book uh, to read in general but people who are like hooked into book awards into what authors are i guess up and coming or emerging and what they got out that kind of thing yeah i one thing that I could see um, us doing is uh, like we're we're planning on doing those like list updates where for every list of books, we'll be able to do different kinds of things. So like, you know, the books in a prompt are a list, the books that are trending are a list. And the hope, my hope would be that anytime there's a, a list of books, you would be able to do things like um, filter it by genre, filter it by your status of, of that book. Um, I could see this upcoming book release thing being its own list, and then you could filter it. So you could say, um, which upcoming books are on my want to read list, which upcoming books are this genre, um, which ones, uh, 
are you know available as an audiobook or um things like that or even like which ones are by like this is more future looking for features we don't have but which ones are by authors i follow which ones have the highest rating with my friends or um yeah there's i feel like upcoming book releases like that with the ability to filter it down to what you're excited about from future stuff could could like really be something i I haven't seen anywhere else yeah yeah that sounds that sounds great i'm wondering where you know and how we'd get access to the data i'm guessing you know we could uh, we have our team of librarians and it might be a good task to put together these i guess how would you see them would you see them as monthly lists so would you see them as upcoming books for March, for April, or like in another format, just like a list that updates continuously? Um, I could see it as just a a list that updates continuously. And maybe there are some like filters on it that you could use to say like um, coming out next month or or like released Mm. last month or things like that. And that would just really just change the window that the books are filtered by. Um, that would just be the the UI around showing a, a list of those books. Nice. And, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, I was talking with the the person who runs um, uh, bookhype dot com, and uh, she recommended like just reaching out to publishers and asking to get a feed of their books, <laughs> and. And then, you know, ingesting those and then adding those to our libraries. And they're the ones who are most likely going to have the release dates that are correct. And so that's that's something I'm I'm curious about trying, because I think we could get some like really accurate up-to-date data from that. Yeah, definitely. Let's make a note on that and uh maybe send out emails to at least one publisher maybe a bigger one to see if we can get the release dates that would be like really great to have that level of accuracy in the yeah. data i think i think she said that some of the covers that they provide from the feed were like 15 megabytes big because like, you know they're they're giving like the the massive size cover that everywhere else you see is shrunk down <laughs> nice. Well, that wouldn't be a problem. Our problem was like <laughs> low resolution. <laughs> I'm not gonna com- complain if we get well, maybe 50 megabytes. It's much, but I guess we can compress it. I mean, I'd compress it manually. Heck. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Our our uh, image processor would automatically compress it, so we wouldn't even have to worry. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. <laughs> like, bring on the big sized covers. Yeah. Yeah. Not afraid of those. Okay. And then what we have here on our list, advanced stats and graphs. Well, yeah, I think this year maybe hopefully will be a good time to look into our stats pages as well. I really have some ideas how to make them both more simple uh, and uh, to make them more engaging i guess for at least for uh like the simple stats make them simpler and the complex stats show them in a way that's uh that's more engaging but at the same level of complexity uh and maybe yeah, yeah uh maybe even see if we can add some some more um it would really be interesting and I maybe we can plan it in advance this year to see if we can do like the way we do the year hardcover year in books to see if uh, we can do everyone's year in books <laughs> maybe in the same manner so they can like share yeah. it on social. That would be like really nice. Hardcover wrapped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hardcover wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. We could. I think yeah, yeah. I think this is the year for for that. And I think we could use a lot of the styles we use on the year in books and mm-hmm. whatever other styles we update for this advanced stats part. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool because yeah, the year in books like 
really good, good yeah. do a good job with that. So uh, taking yeah. from that and putting it at a personal level, I think that would be like really nice for the people using the uh, yeah the library. And then yeah, the last one is a smart lists based on saved filters. So the example is like um, books with a status of want to read and a genre of fantasy, like things that you might filter for multiple times. And instead of having to go to your want to read list and filter it down, you would just be able to filter it down and save that almost like a saved search. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be pretty, uh, pretty neat. I mean, um, what would you say is the uh, main desired action here? You'd want to see uh, books that you want to read, but only fantasy books, right? That would be like the outcome you'd want to go for. Yeah, I think I think it it plays into this uh, deciding on which book to read next. Like it helps mm. with this problem. It's like. Um, maybe they maybe people find themselves doing that often or even like um creating a list like my five star reads that they can share out with people or mm-hmm. my my favorite Brendan Sanderson books and it's just like books by Brendan Sanderson that you've read and rated so it's like i could see it both for discovery purposes as well as for like sharing interesting like things about yourself with other people yeah yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be nice yeah yeah those were those were the top top five and uh yeah or were there any others that on here that surprised you that they weren't higher well, you know, we talked about uh, finding real world book friends in your local area. But yeah, <laughs> now that uh, I think about it, that's like personally, like uh, not uh, something very desirable. People might get the wrong idea. I mean, it invites all sorts of uh, uh, things which can potentially be, you know, less than uh ideal so uh, now that i see it in last place it kind of makes sense um i think the gamification ones which landed very uh low maybe kind of surprising but given the i mean i'd read it as we really put some options there that people want so that's good the ones they want less, I mean, it's not like they'd hate it, but uh, maybe they wouldn't imagine themselves. And come to think of it, I wouldn't imagine reading. I mean, you're not reading to read. You're reading to enjoy a story. You're not reading to like check five pages a day and say, okay, I've read that. Uh, so yeah. that idea of gamification is not the one I think we have for hardcover so you're not like doing streaks like you're doing on duolingo uh you're not like supposed to just uh, make this reading into a formal thing that you just do we want you to enjoy books to enjoy stories to relate to authors to relate to you know ideas not just like i read 10 books come on read read another 10 books and but yet like that one like we so yeah there were three gamification related ones at the bottom bottom six badges reading streaks and advanced goals and badges had um 28 people or yeah it, it had a lot of people that were interested in it but very few picked it as their like most interested so mm-hmm. it, it it was like it wasn't that people like weren't interested i mean a a decent amount of people did say they weren't interested in some of them but the fact that like everything was kind of moved down one from a lot of the other ones it's like it's not it's not people's most important thing but it's they're interested in it but only after some of these other things are um kind of solved for them i think 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of reading between the lines because I mean, badges in the reading world definitely something that uh, if we do write, it can be like a whimsical, really fun thing that no other app has. And if we do them like contextually, it can be like uh, a thing in itself. We can like I don't know in the future have a special like author generated badges. Imagine like. Brandon Sanderson, for example, like generating his own badges to give away to his <laughs> fan base. We can do stuff like that, but you know, just saying badges, people are imagining all sorts of things. So yeah, it's good that they want I mean, that level of interest at least tells us, okay, people are telling us, let's see what you can do, I guess. I'm taking it in that way, but yeah, it's up to us to think like how to make it like really interesting i think lots of like people's uh, social networks like reddit for example uh they did that in a way that's very good you know with the way they integrated the graphics and the way even the, or, or discord discord is like the main mm-hmm. example uh, they really like are masterfully like integrated the roles they're not even badges but the whole like uh, mm-hmm. universe of uh, made up things like nitro what the hell is nitro well they're selling <laughs> nitro i mean they're boosting the servers yeah one uh like one of like a startup i used to work for um where we were doing like coding in the browser we did we did two forms of Oh, like three forms of gamification. And I felt like of those three, like one of them worked really well. Like the three we did were um, if you completed the course that we released every month, the next month you would get $5 off your next month. (laughs) And I think in the end, we realized that that decision cost us over a million (laughs) dollars. I'm not surprised. (laughs) so So that one, not a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, n- next was we had like um, this idea of points where like every time you completed a challenge, you got a couple points and we didn't really ever do anything with points, but they were just kind of a metric of like usage. Um, so I feel like points in terms of gamification is very useless unless there's some incentive or some part that it comes into play. Um, and then yeah. we did badges where at the end of every level and at the end of every course, you would earn a badge. And those were the things that people loved the most. And people shared those on social media, like left and right, because it was just a, a pretty badge. And I think yeah. uh, I think that's probably why like badges was the highest of the gamification ones that we, we had. Yeah, well, that sounds about right. I mean... People love badges, you know, that little like sense of achievement. It's like real, it's palpable. And, you know, if you get something, you can finish a book and just say, I'm glad I finished this book. But if you get like a contextual badge about that book and uh, related to that genre, I mean, it kind of like means more. Maybe it's a uh, trick our, our brains playing on us but it definitely like you feel like just a little bit better so yeah if we can make badges i mean i'm hoping we can pull this off this year if things work our way a bit (laughs) yeah but yeah that's i think those are kind of the highlights from the the survey um oh i guess the the next question yeah, that was about the features. But the kind yeah. of the the other side of the feature question was like, if you could ask us to create or change one thing about hardcover, what would it be? And it was just an open ended question. And uh, yeah, the the biggest three things were twenty five percent of people mentioned some kind of user interface improvements um, that could be colors, design, just like making it easier to do something. Um, these these ones don't have like a single specific fix, but I think like the UX work that you're kind of already investigating will kind of focus on a lot of that. 
Mm -hmm. And 15%. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say that uh, definitely, you know, as we work on the library, I think there are less and less, there are maybe some few exceptions where we have some of the old UI. But right now, I think uh, looking at what we did with the list, I think there's an opportunity to like make everything uh, more integrated because with the list designs that uh, we worked on a few sessions ago, we found out that we can eliminate many of the buttons that are there and just integrate them better in the UI. So that's going to improve, you know, the overall experience. I think right now we kind of like know what has to be there, but uh, it's a good time to prioritize what we know people use and uh, yeah, what people uh, and readers actually make uh, like what makes their lives easier. So yeah, that's coming up next. Yeah. Then 13% of people mentioned bugs and issues with the biggest one being people mentioning the app specifically as opposed to the yeah. website. And so I think uh, for one, we've been like working on bugs. That's kind of been my my focus. But we're also um, starting to uh, start on a native iOS app. Still, yeah. you know, that, that'll be a big project, and we're a, a, probably a long ways from even starting on the actual code base for it. But uh, I'm I'm excited about that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about that as well. I've been starting to read on the uh, Apple uh, interface and design, design guidelines. Uh, they got some pretty nifty stuff that uh, we, we can use. And uh, again, it's an opportunity to rethink the whole flow, knowing what we know. So uh, I'm hoping, you know, we'll design the app with this in mind and then we'll... Uh, at the same time, update the site so you know it's a unified experience, uh, <laughs> or at least after we do the uh, iOS app. Plus, everything is gonna feel like much smoother because right now we've been trying to replicate some of the native uh, functionality, and you know we are we did like really good a really good job on some bits in the ui but it's not gonna be it's gonna be like way better compared to in the app compared to what we did so uh yeah that's uh, yeah I, I was i've been learning some swift and i'll like learn something and realize like oh to do this in like JavaScript, I'd have to like import uh, like Framer Motion. I'd have to like do multiple things on multiple pages. And on Swift, it's like dot title or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's, they... and it's, yeah. It's like the thing where like you have a, a title on a like you have a the nav bar, and then below that you have a title. And when you click on a button, the title goes up to the top. Mm -hmm. Like that is just a setting on an element. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> doing that in the web world would be just a mess. Like, yeah, so yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's hell. <laughs> it's, so yeah, uh, yeah. I'm 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 excited about this one, and I feel like once we do it on iOS, then we can figure out how to do it on Android, or if we want to do native, or if we just want to improve some of the um the capacitor app. But that'll mm -hmm. be down the line after we like figure it all out on the iOS side. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can definitely do uh, do that. And uh, the thing is on iOS, we've got one of the nastier bugs that's been like bugging us for months. So there's also that reason, which isn't happening else elsewhere. Elsewhere, the app works fine, but uh, there's like this insidious thing that's uh, for some reason causing our, our app to crash on on iOS for for no reason. So having it natively, yeah, it's good for so many reasons. That's uh, uh, you know a, a real good reason for us to consider like pushing it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, lastly, ten percent of people mentioned wanting more community focused features, whether that's um, 
discussions or comments or yeah more social <laughs> yeah yeah i guess that's like the need for like expressing more than you know building their 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 library and uh, that's also i guess coming soon because when we will have the journal hopefully in you know the first half of this year fingers crossed uh we'll you'll be able to save many things that are really similar to discussions, but not in that format. Yeah. So yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, bugs, user interface, native iOS app. The dashboard is kind of a, just a thrown in one at some point. Um, list normalization as kind of a subset of uh, user interface normalization. I feel like those are kind of the top priorities right now. And then kind of a a medium term one is more focus on book discovery when it comes to release notifications, recommendations, um, similar books, social books. I think I think this one's gonna be more of a, a research topic for us to figure out like what do we do here? Because mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a big one. Yeah, it is a yeah. big one. Mm, exciting to to tackle this one. Yeah, it it's... feels like yeah. Last year we did some steps on it with like the trending page, um, which is like one of our first real attempts at like good book discovery. Like you know, here's here's what's popular mm-hmm. in hardcover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... just like refining that. And then refining it again and again and again, like maybe like three steps of refining that, and it's gonna be in a good place. Yeah. Just figuring out, you know, where you'd wanna see those books when you're like uh, browsing through hardcover. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be important, and at least we know that's what people. They want to discover books. I think we're doing a pretty good job right now at allowing them to do it on their own. But maybe this step is just making it more easier and more of a guided experience. I think the power users can plow through like a lot of information, just like you're doing now, you know. You're jumping from book to book. That's a great way of discovering stuff. I'm do, I, I do the same, but yeah, I realize that some people might need more of uh, curated experience and to have it, you know, have us guide the way uh, first. So yeah, I guess that's yeah. that's next. Yeah, nice and. Uh... And our next meeting will be, or not not next hardcover live, but next team meeting, will be uh, doing a brainstorming exercise around that that I'm preparing now. So I'm I'm excited to just like get a bunch of ideas from us around that, and uh, yeah, we can go from there. Yeah, that's gonna be nice. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up the hardcover uh, survey, state of hardcover survey uh, overview. Well. Hope everyone enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to do this again in a year and just like compare this year's with next year's because I I think like when we did this in twenty um twenty three early twenty twenty three we had like a lot of the, a lot of the other things that were brought up there were like around the the book button and around like just general tracking and like dates read and things like that things that in the redesign last year we kind of helped um improve and so those things weren't mentioned here (laughs) which is good (laughs) must be doing something right (laughs) yeah hopefully next year you know they'll have other stuff or maybe no stuff or no not no stuff but other stuff (laughs) yeah yeah like last Last year, I remember like cover, like missing covers was one of like the top ones. And now, <laughs> yeah, even though we haven't solved covers, we've we've gotten to the the good enough point where it's not the the major hurdle. <laughs> yeah, we've come pretty far. <laughs> yeah. Well done, us. 
Awesome. Great. Well, well until next time, I guess. Yeah. Bye and yeah. talk to you later. Yeah, everybody have a good one. See have ya. Have a good one.